Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots with me, your host, Cassie Hubert. Join me as I explore the challenges and questions that come from pursuing a life of depth, connection, and artistry. Look, I know you're here because you're passionate, curious about so many things and creative. You love your family and you love your craft and yet you want to live from a place of deep peace and connectedness. This whole hustle culture that insists it's the only way to build something extraordinary just doesn't resonate, but it can be a really tricky path to navigate. So sometimes for courage and confidence, you just need a little bit of help connecting the dots. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots with me, your host, Cassie Hubert. And so it is my joy to be here with you again. Now, if you haven't already hit subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to, can I just encourage you to do that? It'll let you know anytime there's a new episode dropped in and you won't miss anything. But that said, if you are here joining me today, I hope you've had a wonderful week and I hope it's been one that's been filled with creativity and artistry, but also that really joyful attentiveness that allows you to see all that there is available to you. And when I say all, obviously you can't see all of it because you'd be so overwhelmed you'd miss most of it and just probably have to go and have a lie down. But I hope you've had a good week where you've been able to be much more attentive and have been able to lean into some of those things. So today's episode is on listening. Now, this could sound like a really simple idea, and in theory it is. And yet, have you ever noticed how it can be surprisingly difficult to really pay attention when you're listening? Sometimes you're just easily distracted. And when I'm having a conversation with friends around my kids, I am often in that camp. I can be like, mm, I am listening. Phew, kid, child, yes, this, moo, whatever. And whilst I think in the context of having kids, especially small ones at your feet, it's legitimate. However, it's quite difficult to be really attentive when you're very easily distracted. Also, something else that can be really interesting is how often your brain goes to places where either you're thinking of your response, at which point maybe you've stopped listening, or you really want the person you're listening to to know that you're there and you're listening and so you actively try and show them that you're listening. And if you're honest in those moments, you're sort of slightly checked out. Something I noticed years ago on stage was that there is a big difference between listening and showing you're listening and listening with a real empathy and a willingness to receive what the other person is giving you. It's subtle. It's like there is a real difference between saying to somebody, tell me what's going on and taking in the information or taking in the bones or the facts. There's another layer to listening where you really are trying to hear for the subtext, where you're trying to read the emotion behind what's going on. And there's also another level of listening where you're just in it. You're really in it with them. And I've noticed those moments on stage when I've been working really hard on making sure that I'm paying attention to all that my character's doing, making sure how are they sitting? What are they thinking right now? And, you know, this is for performing on stage especially until I've run that character in a bit and I, I feel secure and confident that I know who she is or who he is if I'm playing a bloke and what generally is going on in their head then I find it very difficult to really listen to the person I'm working with and this is because I become self-focused or in this case character focused on what's going on for my person who I'm trying to represent and when you don't know that deeply it's 
it's understandable that you're not fully in. However, the joy of rehearsal processes is that you get a chance to really figure out who this person you're playing is. And as time goes on, it becomes a kind of second nature. And in becoming second nature, you're then free to stop thinking so hard and working so hard on all the nuances that you are exploring within what's going on in that character. And you're just able to be in the scene. And there are moments when you can think you're listening and then suddenly you find yourself really in and really hearing what the other person is saying and not just hearing the words or the cue lines and then you just respond because what they're saying is affecting you you're coming back from a place of receiving what that person has said and that is when it gets really exciting how often do you really listen How often do you notice that you've checked out? How often do you find yourself going, I really want to show you how much you're important to me and I want to show you how much you mean by listening, but then realise you haven't taken anything in? Now, this I don't think is exclusive to me or to actors, but you can see on stage, if you watch somebody else's show, you can see the moment when it's a lot of showing. And the thing is, this is like the whole don't show me, let me see thing. Listening and letting me see are in the same category. It's like I don't go to watch a ballet, which I don't do very often anyway, but say I went to watch a ballet. I don't want to see the male lead wobbling and sweating like mad. Like, you know, obviously some of that happens. It's called bodies. But, you know, when they're lifting up the lead woman, I don't want to see wobbly effort and strain because I already know that to lift someone up above my head would be hard work physically. But these people have trained, and so I go to see them make it look effortless. I don't want to see all the workings out. That's for rehearsal, and that's for their process. And when it comes to the performance, what I want to do is be transported by the effortless wonder of going, I have no idea how they do that, or they make it look so easy. But if I'm seeing the workings, then I'm losing the story. And in the same way with us, I think when we're seeing the workings or when you're busy showing the workings, you're not really catching the story. You're not going on the journey with the person you're there with. And when we talk about listening in our relationships, listening to our children, listening to ourselves and what's going on, what we're really trying to do is connect deeply with the narrative or the emotional narrative and journey and the story that is behind the information. The information is important. We do need to know that. And that's why there are some things that we don't need, the the deep empathy moments. We just need to know, oh, I left the oven on. Could you flick it off? And that's fine. You don't need to hear the depth of heart about that because it's not relevant in that moment. But when we're talking about things that are meaningful to us or are frustrating to us or we're struggling with or we're just delighted about, what we really want is to be heard. But more than that, what we want is to be received and responded to in kind. If we've been vulnerable, we don't want somebody to just nod and go, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I got the details. You want somebody to have received the weight of A, our vulnerability and B, the pain or the joy of the story we've just shared. We want them to have received it because so much of that is the exchange of loving and valuing one another. And when we only get the surface level, we can come away really dissatisfied and often very disappointed. And if it's something that we've really shared that's incredibly vulnerable, you've been left feeling like not only did you really put yourself out there and you haven't really been understood, you've also been misunderstood. And I don't know how you feel about that, but being misunderstood is the worst. Being completely misunderstood when you're trying to share from the heart is is very painful. And where this applies to our relationships is kind of obvious. Where it applies to our kids, how often do we listen on the surface? 
Maybe there's so many things going on for us. Maybe we're so tired we forget to lean in and remember these small little people are people, not people tomorrow or people once they've grown up or, you know, they're, they're getting their resonance and their feedback from us, which helps inform their shaping understanding of their own identity. I mean, that's a pretty big responsibility. So when our children come and say something to us, it can be a really helpful thing to mentally go, I need to lean in. Okay, put down whatever I'm holding, put down whatever I'm mentally holding. Or if I can't right now, just say, please, can I have a moment to finish XYZ? Or I'm in the middle of sending a message because my daughter does this to me all the time. She comes and starts talking like we've been in the middle of a sentence. And I'm like, okay, clue me in. But when she wants to share something really important, then I need to know that I can give her my attention. So I think the first thing is to clock that it's happening. The second thing is to choose to put down whatever you're carrying and really lean in. And three is to not be busy showing them that you're listening, but try and allow yourself to relax into it. It's like falling asleep. When you're trying to fall asleep, you kind of can't. But once you let go, then you're in. And it's the same with listening. You know, once you let go, you're in. And then you can experience what's going on. And because we are so amazing, we, you know, with our brains and our body language and all the things that we read in the other person when they're talking and how they're talking and what they're saying and the tone of voice and the way they're sitting and the way they're expressing themselves. There is so much information that we can receive all of that on multiple levels simultaneously, which is just so cool. But if we're trying to isolate one aspect of that, sometimes we miss the whole experience. It's a bit like watching a film. And if you ever did sort of like, I don't know, media studies or something where you're trying to analyze the film and you're busy unpacking what's going on. You're going, oh, there's the blood imagery. There's the sympathetic background. There's the underscoring to try and pound the sense of journey and urgency and energy and make me feel uncomfortable. And then, ooh, scary writing and, you know, whatever. You know, there's all of that. And you're thinking in separate bits. And then there's a point when you become accomplished at doing this, that then you just watch the film. But all the levels hit you in the face. Your experience of it is massively enhanced. But it takes practice. It takes practice at isolating the bits, but it also takes practice at letting go and then letting it come to you. And I think this is important for us in all of our relationships, not just with our kids. But when we are meeting with other people, we are saying to them, I see you. I receive what you're giving me. I'm internalizing some of this, not necessarily taking it all on, but allowing it to kind of resonate within me and respond and notice where you feel it in your body. Notice what thoughts it brings up, but don't be too quick to just bring them straight back. Take your time because that will deepen the relationship and deepen your connection with the person you're having the conversation with. In the same way, if you're being creative, listening to yourself, listening to the nuance and not responding or reacting straight away, but hearing and letting it go down deep. It can take you to a place where you start to go, oh, there's more to this than I thought. Oh, this opens up a whole load of other possibilities. Maybe you have an idea and you start by going, oh, it's this, okay, okay, I'll just do this. But if you sit with it a bit, you let it percolate, what it can draw out from the surface, rather like salting some meat and drawing out the flavours and the moisture, kind of sitting with it for a bit allows you to sort of salt the idea a little and then it draws out the flavour. It's more of what's going on in your idea so that suddenly it's a richer idea because you're really listening. Now, I don't know if you're working on anything specific at the moment. Maybe you are, or maybe you're just working on trying to be a person in a crazy world and 
you know, navigating the winter. And if you're in England right now, it's unbelievably dreary and rainy outside my window. Why not pay attention over this coming week to the conversations you have and start to allow yourself to notice without getting too hung up because then you end up thinking all about yourself and missing the other person. And I think this is the heart of it as well. So much of art, so much of parenting, so much of being in any kind of a relationship and choosing to really be in is about pouring yourself out in joyful service of that other person joyful service of your craft joyful service of the art the idea joyful service of your kids you're not just trying to show them how great you are at what you're doing you're not just trying to just whack it out you're trying to pour yourself out let the work let the words let the emotions let the story pour into you resonate inside you and then flow out with added richness in response or in the case of performing with added richness in response to what you've seen and heard and understood in order to allow other people to have the same experience where they can receive it let it go in let it resonate and then pour it out and enhance whoever else they're dealing with because surely this exchange is there to deepen us collectively and individually to grow us in relationship grow us in insight grow us in artistry and it all comes down to listening and receiving it is about receiving somebody else and you can't receive somebody else if you are putting the brakes on you can't be receiving somebody else if you're keeping them at arm's length if you're afraid of what's inside you that maybe disagrees or struggles or challenges what they think you need to be able to receive them where they are allow it to resonate and then respond lovingly in order to enhance what they've given you not make it better than what they said but enhance it as in take on your flavor and give it back to them as another offering for them to do the same ultimately refining and drawing out more flavor and deepening your understanding and your connection so if this has been helpful then i would be so grateful if you'd leave me a review on apple podcasts it really helps other people to find it and i read them if you'd like to hear more from me then head over to cassiehubert.com and the links in the show notes and if you'd like to join my email list then you can do that there and you'll get some cool links from me some thoughts things i'm working on and more ideas about connecting and so what remains for me to say is to wish you a wonderful week figuring out how to connect those dots between your artistry, your family and everything in between. God bless. <laughs>